I am unashamed. What about you? So, um, so Jace, this last uh, weekend was kind of a, I don't know, I, I guess as you get older, you get a little bit uh, nostalgic and weepier in your old age. So I took, um, I took, well, I actually took four of my grandkids, but the two littles, they, they're too little to remember it. But, but Corby, who's my namesake, he's seven. And then BK, who's 14. So we went to our, their first time to visit the LSU campus. And we went to a gymnastics meet on Friday night. I never even knew LSU. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big gymnastics guy. So I didn't even know they had a gymnastics team. But then I, I noticed they were ranked this year. Oh, they won like national championships. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, I just missed it somehow. But anyway, so we went to the meet. They were, they were competing against Kentucky. And look. Now, you were down there because you have a kid in there? No, I just took them. We just met there. I came up from Gulf Shores. They wanted to go to a game. The basketball team was playing Saturday morning, and so we went Friday night to the gymnastics meet, spent the night, and then went to the basketball game. They oh. played Alabama. Oh, that was a good game. Which is one of the best games I've ever seen in, in yeah. the, the Def Dome. But anyway, so we, so we go to the gymnastics meet, and again, I'm not fully – you know, I've watched some of the Olympics, so I know kind of what they're doing. But – what shocked me was when I come in, the place is packed. We're oh, talking about they're they're good. I know, I mean, yeah. But I just I don't know. I just it was like it was to me. It was like whoa, twelve thousand people watching gymnastics. Man, fired up. I'm into it. I'm yelling at the right time. You don't even know what's happening, but you're cheering. Oh, I'm when they're cheering, I'm cheering. Yeah. So so we. <laughs> this is one of the most bizarre stories. So look, we get to so it all gets worse. So like I, I'm kind of figuring out the scores because they're competing at, on different elements at the same time, and then they switch to those other elements. So it's kind of hard to keep track of the score. But I know it's close. Into what elements? Well, you got the floor exercise, you got the oh, beam, yeah. you got the double bars, and you got the All vault. Right. There's All four right. things. All right. So, so we get in this. I know it's close, and LSU's best gymnast on the beam fell off when she stepped. Did off. Everybody go. Ooh. Oh, it was yeah. It was it was bad. So you know she should have gotten like a nine eight, when she got a nine two, which it was pretty shows you how good she was because even falling off, she made a nine two. So I think if you fall off, you should that just it should be zero. Oh well, this it gets worse. So then, so when Kentucky's doing the beam, there's six girls that do the beam. So the fifth girl is on the beam. She falls off. So again, it was kind of like a oh, but then a few people were clapping. I thought oh, you know that's kind of rough, you know. But that's yeah, horrible. I know. No, it gets worse. So she falls off. And she gets back on, everybody cheers, which I thought, well, that's good sportsmanship there. She she does her big finish, but she just hits her foot wrong on the end, just, I mean, on her butt when she lands. I mean, it's just like kind of awkward about it, like me trying to get off of the thing. So you're thinking, okay, it's over. We just won. Because, you know, we're down to the last couple of gymnasts on Did both days. Well, nobody, everybody kind of was holding it together pretty good. So then, so somebody else does their thing. The sixth girl does her thing. Then the announcement comes across um, the referee has decided because of an equipment malfunction, she gets to go again. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. And I thought, we're not at the Olympics now. The booze began to rain down. I mean, I was uncomfortable because I was like, is it socially acceptable to boo a gymnast? I mean, How do you... How do you have equipment? Oh, well, she meant like on the bars or whatever? On the beam. But, but well, here's what I don't understand about that. 
five all the LSU girls and then four girls before her had all used the same beam. Well, it's a two by six, isn't it? Uh, on a how could there be an equipment? That's problem? what I said, and I've never, you know, how, how are you going to go find? It's not like it was on ESPN that night, so I couldn't get the, you know, what happened. But mm. she goes again. And winds up going from a zero, which is what was there the whole time, to a 9.8. Well, they win, barely. Oh, so you lost. Oh, we lost. So the boos are raining down. And I I couldn't boo. I was like, it's just too bad. I can't. But the gymnasts, they're so little dainty. I'm sure there wasn't any four-letter words. There was a lot going on. I thought, well, I'll tell you what. Gymnastics is like every other LSU sport. It's win or or get after them. But then we were walking out when we left the whole thing. Basketball game was awesome. LSU won in overtime. So we're walking out. I was walking out with Corby. I said, well, Corby, what do you think about your first LSU experience? Because we went and visited Mike the Tiger. Looked around the campus. He said, Pap, it was great. The basketball game was so good. I love Mike the Tiger. I can't wait to come back and see a football game. But I also know now why we don't watch gymnastics. (laughs) He said that. I mean, I thought I was going to fall out laughing. I said, well, you really are. I don't know if I've ever watched gymnastics. Uh, that was probably my first and last. I mean, it was exciting up until that point, but again, I think it would be more entertaining if, like, but here's the people problem. who wrestle, you know, the wrestling, because I got into that for a few years. If they went out and tried to do this, right? Now, that would be entertaining. Oh, wouldn't that be I mean, funny to see a bunch of rednecks? That was, uh, <laughs> that was quite the cold open. <laughs> That's why I know dad's got a hot take. That was my cold open, but look, Jay, so what I thought about it was. You know, when you compete, you know, at any level, you know, I mean, people are, people get excited about it. I mean, but what I liked about that situation was I saw those young people in there and especially young girls, you know, going to LSU and, you know, watching athletics. So I thought, well, that was pretty good. I mean, gymnastics, the reason I don't like gymnastics in terms of as a fan to watch is because there's judges and anytime there's judges. All right. You know, I mean, if you're just competing like then, I realize you have some controversial calls in football or basketball, but when it comes down to what the judges think and we don't know who they are. uh, It's the same thing hmm. with the skating thing. You know, they jump around, judge, oh, you know, I give it an 8.9. Actually, that was a pretty good lead in to what I'm fixing to discuss. Well, perfect. Please tell us. I'm always glad when I can set you up, Dan. Well, in lieu of that, of what Al said about the gymnastics, uh, Throw in this factor. This is just a good warm-up to what I allude to here in a minute. But uh, in lieu of the gymnastics, if you think about it, it's a wonder that you can do those things on the bench. They're doing things on the it's bench. It's four inches wide. Four inches wide. It's like this. And they're twirling and flirling and, and to hit balance and all that. Yeah. So gravity, the law of gravity becomes quite apparent when you're doing something like what you're saying Correct. on a two-inch whatever, and you're jumping around. Yeah, exactly. While that was going on, Al, I, I, I doubt there were any people in the audience that did not realize that as the girls were doing this on the bench mm-hmm. and doing the twirls yep. and all of that, what no one probably stopped and thought about is that at the very time this was going on, uh, that's the, we'll use these. This is the sun. Yeah, he has sunglasses. 
And we're on planet listening. Earth, and they're jumping up and down on the thing, trying to stay on this. Now you picked up sunglasses, and you're saying that represents. The sunglasses are the sun. Okay. As this Which was is happening, kind of ironic. We were in flight, planet, planet Earth. Going around the sun. Going around the sun. Now, How it's, fast it's, are we going? I'm fixing to tell you. Oh, okay. This way, look, it's, it's spinning like this, Jace, like this. As it's like, going around, he's he's that's counterclockwise. He's that's one thousand and forty miles an hour. We're spinning. Oh, he's spinning half, half, clockwise or counterclockwise. We're spinning in a direction to whereby the sun appears when Louisiana comes around to it. That part of the the, the continent. Yep. When we get to a certain point, we start saying it's the sun's coming up, but not really. We're just spinning, and we are now able to see it. Right. We see the sun 12 hours, and then as we go around, we start going away, and we're saying the sun's going down. It's sundown. We're actually just spinning the other we're way. We're just spinning away but from it's it. It's actually coming up over in That's right. Asia. So we're traveling. The, the planet is going 1,040 miles an hour. Like a top. Yeah. Now, just think of, of 120, you kick it in, you get your car, you're driving on Interstate 20, you get it up to 120 miles an hour, you're saying, I Which am we don't rolling. recommend. <laughs> you're already traveling <clears throat> at 1,040 miles an hour, a spin, and it's not slinging any of us off of it. Gravity, the, you're like, so as it goes around the sun, here's the sun again. As we go around it, we're spinning like this, 1,040 miles an hour. This, this going around part, we're going round and round. It takes 365 days and a few hours, leap year, whatever. But 300, you start right here. 365 days later, you're back around where you started. You're traveling that speed <clears throat> at 66 Thousand four hundred miles an hour. No As you're spinning a thousand forty, you're also going at sixty thousand miles an hour. They've proved every bit of this. So you're spinning a thousand, but you're moving. 60, and we're moving 000? at the same time as we go around so the as sun. As we're spinning, we're also moving around. A moving huge, around, huge circle. <clears throat> and the trip you take once a year, we all take it. Yep. The trip you take. It's 584 million miles before you get back around to where you start. And you say you never travel. You, uh, we all are big-time travelers. <laughs> so we're, will we wound up in the same place we started? Yep. And the whole thing is moving away, and we're traveling at 60,000 miles we're an Moving hour. away from what? Moving away from from going out across the cosmos you're spreading like this so the universe itself is flat but it's spread yeah. it's spreading yeah. as we we're have spinning. these planets we're in a in a line of planets and all the planets on our right and left going round and round and round i only make that point to to, to say that's oh, by the point. way that's quite whatever the point, the point of the point, point was that i'm on was the a edge big of my, point. hold on at let me the same time let me get on the edge of myself <laughs> right. at the same time all this traveling is going on at an incredible speed because the, the key to it, my point is, you don't even have a sensation of moving. It feels like we're just perfectly still look, right now. Look, this, this is <laughs> not moving. A piece of paper. And we're not moving. Look, <laughs> and watch. Watch gravity. 
That's gravity. Paper falls you said without that, you got problems. Well, we'd be spinning off. Oh, of <laughs> it would sling you in every direction. <laughs> I only bring that up for my, uh, my atheistic friends and the agnostics of the world. That, any way you want to slice it, Man. is incredible <clears throat> design. Right. It's incredible. You're like, good night. Now look, and the earth, it's spinning at 1,040, moving at 66,000. The earth itself, watch. It's got about a 23.439281 degrees. It's like this. It's tilted. It's tilted slightly. As it's been. Roughly a 23, 24 degrees. You say, what if that was just straight up and down? No good. We're dead. <laughs> we're dead. All of us are dead. You're like, well, it seems like this thing. That's We're just to be here. It's one of the most dangerous things you could ever put together. The key to it is that took, to all my atheistic friends, we love y'all, but that took design to make that happen. Any way you want to slice it. Now, from there, you, 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 you pick up a Bible, which a lot of you don't do. I recommend you pick up a Bible if you're an agnostic or an atheist and just think about these things. Or if you know one. Yeah. Tell the them. first sentence, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then I gave you just an explanation of what the earth is doing in lieu of the sun being where it is, 93 million miles away. You're like, boy, this that took precise design mm -hmm. or it's chaos and you're dead in a heartbeat. So one of the things that came up. Hang on, Dad, before you go to the next point, let's take a break. So one of the things that uh, we noticed about the uh, the big trucker uh, convoy up in Canada, and there's been some trucking convoys in the U.S. too, is that you're better off when you stick together, uh, especially when it comes to a, a belief system in our culture. And uh, that goes the same as supporting businesses that also believe in our country and our rights to be free. We're proud to partner with the Patriot Mobile, which is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. And so they offer a broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers. You're going to get the same great nationwide coverage. Plus, you get the peace of mind when you go with these guys that your money is going to some causes that you believe in. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget. 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides excellent customer support. So check these guys out. Great values. They fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life. They've also got great deals for veterans and first responders. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. You get free activation with the offer code Phil. Remember, veterans and first responders are going to save even more. PatriotMobile.com slash Phil or call them at 972-PATRIOT. And now we get to the coal open that gets a little hotter. <laughs> you begin in Genesis with the sentence. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He either did that, and this thing's got a lot of design any way you want to slice it. You say, well, if he didn't create it, Whatever system turned out and the Earth, you say, what about Mars and what about Jupiter and Venus on both sides of us and Mars? You say, what about these planets? They've researched them, Al. Mm -hmm. And guess where they found any life? 
Guess where life is, what they found. Just, Guess where? Just where we are? Just where we are. Yeah. Both sides of us, no. They've sent rovers to Mars, drove around, looked around. They said, hmm. You said, did they find a trace of a living organism? None. Zero. They found nothing. Just Earth. I think it's worthy of note. Now, you start reading through Genesis, and you get to Genesis 11, which, which has become part of what I'm going to say here. Genesis 11, verse 1. The whole world, <clears throat> now just think about that. <clears throat> the whole world had one language and a common speech. Now we're over in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where people were gifted to speak languages they had never studied. But that begins in Acts chapter 2. Right. So do these three things for y'all are out there who want to do a little Bible study. Go to Romans, I mean, go to uh, Genesis 11 and read the statement. The whole world had one language and a common speech. I'm saying to you, there were two great events in the history of the Bible. It answers a lot of questions the atheists have because they scratch their head because you know what they want to know, Al? So, Where did all these languages come from? Mm -hmm. I don't believe God made it. I believe humanity crawled out of the ocean. Well, if they crawl out of the ocean, I guess the ocean and its <laughs> commonality, whatever you want to call it, but show you the ocean, for some reason or another, it made everybody to speak in one language. Well, that's the way it was for a while. But you get to Genesis 11, and a strange thing happens. Uh, as men moved eastward, they found this is after the flood. As one, and these are descendants of Noah's sons that came off the boat. From these, the nations spread out over the earth after the flood. That comes before the Tower of Babel. The whole, whole uh, world had one speech. As men moved eastward and found a plain in Shinar and settled there, they said to each other, give us some bricks and let's build a, ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens. And we'll make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. We got this one language. We want to keep that. We don't want to move. We want to stay right here and show everybody how great we are. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. And the Lord said, as one people, speaking the same language, there it is again, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down. This is God. Let us go down. Uh, and they've scattered all over the earth. And it says, that's why it's called Babel. Come, let us go down, verse 7, and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. It's the beginning of all the dialects that you see that humanity has, and there's a lot of them. I don't know how many dialects, but somebody would know that. Look it up, and you say, all these different dialects, what's the point here? Well, you go from there. That's where all the languages came from, because think about it. If you're an atheist, you say, well, when salt water made them, 
He made all of them speaking the same language, but God stepped in, and now you have how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different languages. Well, it starts to make a little sense. You hear nothing more about that until Jesus shows up in flesh, God in flesh. He dies on a cross. He's buried, and he's raised from the dead. What's interesting is, in the midst of all that, the kingdom was near. Well, these people had languages from all over the world because back to Babel. God reached down and gave them all these different tongues so they wouldn't make some plan, some scheme to show how great they are. So when you get to the book of Acts, one of the things you see that come out of it that's right in the middle of it, uh, Acts chapter 2. This is the only time the languages are brought up again, all the way back to Genesis 11, thousands of years. A lot of people are, are, are old earth people. I'm a young earth man. I think it was about a 5,000 year spread from in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Roughly 5,000 years later, you're where we are in chapter 2 here of the book of Acts. Now we're 2,000 years since that. So the total is about 7,000 years, in my humble opinion. I could be wrong. But when the day of Pentecost came, they all came together, the apostles. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And look at this. We're going back to Genesis 11. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, the apostles. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and look what happened. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. We're back to Babel. You say all those languages that God sent them world. He said, I sent them out from here. So that's why you say these tribes that ended up in this place and that place, God put them there. You say, how many languages were involved? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different dialects. Now they're all coming back together in Acts chapter 2. These All these languages. Well, watch what it says. They were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews, from every nation under heaven. That means what God did at Babel, you're fixing to see it up close and personal. When they heard this sound, all those different tongues, a crowd came together in bewilderment. Well, I wonder why. Because each one heard them, the apostles, speaking in his own language. Well, how in the world could you, 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 you had all these dialects. They're scattered everywhere. There's no cohesiveness to any of it until Jesus showed up. When Jesus showed up, he said, to make sure that they all hear about me worldwide. What better place to start than at a place where Jews have gathered, the ones who murdered him, and the Jews have gathered together from every nation on the earth, and they hear their dialect, and they're saying, how do they know our language? They're not from where we're from. They've never studied our language. How could they be speaking their language if we understand what they're saying? Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Acts chapter 2, verse 7. Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? It was, it was not something they couldn't understand. They could understand. 
They were from Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia. The world was a smaller place, but he lists all these places on the different dialects. Some people, when they came to Jesus by faith, some people of those, of those first converts were given the gift, a la 1 Corinthians. The Corinthians, when the apostles went through there, they gave them that gift to be able to speak in other languages to get the gospel preached and to get it preached in a hurry. And we know that the gospel was preached in a hurry because when they started, Al, when they started down the road from Acts chapter, the kingdom is, has come and we're able to speak to anybody worldwide in their tongue if necessary, we're going to get this gospel preached. So Paul told the Colossians, this is the gospel you heard they were from Colossae, and, and, you, and that has been proclaimed, listen, Al, to every creature under heaven, every dialect, heard the gospel initially from the Apostle Paul and the other apostles. And now they're at Corinth, and they're jumping on each other and accusing each other, and they're not loving each other, and they're all jumping up, speaking in all these languages, and a lot of times there was not even anybody there who spoke the language they were speaking. They just were doing it because it could. And it caused a lot of friction at Corinth. And in my humble opinion, that information from Genesis 11 to Acts chapter 2, we're speaking of languages and the devices of God on how to get it spread across the complete earth. And he pulled the thing off with about start with about 15 or 20 men, 300, 150, 120 people there in Acts. You say, boy, but that small group was powerful because they could go worldwide, not needing to study the people's language and all that. They had the ability to speak to them all. Yep. Is that weird <clears throat> or what? Pretty powerful. Hang on, let's take a break. So one of my all-time favorite uh, sponsors of our podcast, and I was using this product uh, quite a while before they, they came on board, is uh, Tommy John underwear. And they're just, I don't know how to put it any other way, they're just quite frankly the best underwear out there to me. Um, they've got, uh, they've sold over 17 million pairs of underwear, so that lets you know some other people are, are loving on them as well. All three of us wear them. Really like them. They I like their sleepwear and loungewear stuff too. They got great comfortable t-shirts and and like pants to wear. Shipping and returns are free because every pair is bought by, by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. So we want you to check them out. I think you'll love them. You get twenty percent off your first order right now if you go to TommyJohn.com/phil. TommyJohn.com/phil twenty percent off. See their site for details. You will love your Tommy John underwear. Trust me. Pretty powerful. What do you think, think Jason? Yeah, I, I think it's good. I think when the, I think evidently there must have been some kind of feeling that they were getting by speaking in tongues. I mean, you got the sound of a blowing wind that was fire. Because in 1 Corinthians 14, they were, you know, he started off saying in verse 2, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. 
So I don't. I'm not sure they were aware of what language they were. That's my point. saying. That's my point. They they but got I've, the gift I've, and it was so great. They were like, good night. And look, and they could just look up and start doing it. And they loved it so much that they didn't care whether they had somebody to speak that language or not. They were just saying, boy, watch the, watch me. You got to remember, well, they had missed this, one language, this one language thing was causing trouble in Genesis 11, and God saw it. But when you get to Acts chapter 2, more trouble starts when everybody starts speaking in language that they never studied. It's well, just, just, uh, just to refine a little bit your point in Acts 2, so you got the <clears throat> you got the apostles. They're all speaking in a different tongue yep. that they didn't know or study. That's right. And these people who have all come in, remember, for for Pentecost from all over the world. These it Jews says from every nation. They were Jews. Yeah. They were there. They're hearing this. They're hearing Peter and they're hearing John. They're hearing and they're all hearing in my language. I'm hearing this guy speak. This guy and they're just praising God and speaking their language. But then he stops. They stopped speaking in all these different languages, and Peter, in one tongue, which they all understood, which was Aramaic, yep. comes in and says, let me tell you about who Jesus is. Yep. Now, they all had a common language, but they all had their own dialect as well. So the tongue itself, which goes to Jesus' point from 1 Corinthians 14, was a sign that this was from God. That's what, right. what I'm about to say in one common language That's right. is a sign from the Almighty. Yep. But then and, it and goes... These people, they knew what, what Moses had said back there. Right. They knew about the, the tongues. That they, they knew about Messiah. They, they had been looking it. for him. They knew about it. Yeah. All of a sudden, they see it front and center, and they're like, whoa. Right. Well, that's why a couple of podcasts <clears throat> ago, I did the thing about signs. Do you want to make a big deal about the sign... You know, some people do it. They go find a sign that has their name on it or whatever and illegally remove it from the ground and they go put it on their wall. Because <laughs> a road yeah. was named there the same well, name right. or whatever. But, or or is it about the direction of which the sign is indicating where we're going? These people had missed the meaning. Because you got to remember. That is correct. When he's going to get to 15, we're just right here. And he reminds them of the gospel. They forgot the mission purpose what god had intended for them to do which is just as the same as he did at acts 2 the holy spirit fell on these apostles and they went off and shared jesus with everybody on the earth and god gave them the power to communicate with the entire world whatever yeah. dialect that didn't even slow the train down he speeded the train up so even the today, got so fired up yeah. about the gift, they went to jumping up and down and just in the middle of the country. There's not any anybody foreigners in there, and they're all just speaking in foreign languages. Well, all the people of Corinth sitting there that spoke Greek or whatever, they're all sitting there saying, "What? What? What, what are they talking about?" They they just took the gifts and became infatuated with them, and they went and nuts. Rightfully over. so, if you had any kind of miraculous power. That would be cool. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's why the guy was trying to make money from it. But just think, if you just had one, I mean, you, look, you could go out there and say, watch this. So now it, we've it, moved, and in 2022 years since Jesus showed up and all this began. Well, if you look around, now you can go over there. If you go to Greece, hey, you have a Greek Bible. If you go over there to 
you know, you have Italian Bible. You have, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, they've got the Bible now down to where you can get it in any language. Well, and I well. was also thinking when you were describing that earlier, you know, we every now with this, you know, war that's going on in Ukraine, all these things, every time you watch somebody on television, they're speaking another language, but some interpreter is telling you what they're saying. That is correct. I mean, I, I've never just sat there and watched TV unless I've been in another country. And I thought, huh, I have no idea what they're saying. I mean, there's always somebody interpreting it into my language so I can know what they're saying. We have this. Well, I did, we I, I did watch a Duck Dynasty episode in Spanish <laughs> one time in Mexico. I watched the whole thing. Yep. It was probably funnier, wasn't it, in another language? I laughed the whole time. I had no idea what they were saying <laughs> yep. because the voices were different. But I was going to make a point about First Corinthians 14 to go back to your point about the atheistic views of is there a God and the pretty good evidence that you brought about. So when he says in 22, tongues then are a sign not for believers because they were saying, look at what I can do. And, and he's trying to get them to, say, to pursue faith, hope, and love and the greatest love because he wants their love or God's love through them to reach people for Tom's Jesus. Tongues for them. First Corinthians for 15. The ones who yeah, but it's for unbelievers, but I just want to read this. Prophecy, because what, what are you going to prophesy about? I mean, at some point, Jesus is going to fulfill all prophecy. Where is that in? Matthew, uh, or is it Luke 24, where it said, when it says Jesus is the fulfillment, he came to fulfill all the prophecies. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and some who do not understand or some unbelievers come in, will they not say that you're out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or someone who does not understand comes in while everybody's prophesying, he will be convinced by all that he is a sinner. Yep. So now we're getting into the prelude to what he's he's fixed to he's, talk about in Jesus. He's saying the message. You hear about Jesus, all of a sudden you're convicted as a sinner because eventually Jesus is getting on a cross for your sins and will be judged by all. And then this next verse is where I was trying to get to. <clears throat> and the secrets of his heart will be laid bare. Now, you're talking about the evidence that there's a God. That statement. So he will fall down <clears throat> so he will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. That's why I mentioned the agnostic and the atheist, because if I were an, uh, an atheist, I guess I was before I came to Jesus, if I had someone had shown me this, it would have helped my faith to say, I believe, I believe God's with y'all, I mean, on these languages deal. I mean, to me, for an atheist to look at this and say, yeah, but if he looks at it logically. Well, my point to, is. He would if, have to at least say, you know, if you're yeah, pursuing what, that's pretty faith, interesting. If you're pursuing faith, hope, and love, and you're sharing Jesus, his grace, his mercy, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and you're having that relationship in the church bound by those facts, you want people to look around and say, I really think God is among these people. If you're just pursuing signs and what God can do for you, what are they going to think? These people are crazy. That, that's what yeah. he's saying here. Right. They, they, what, yeah. 
What this, That's this right. is weird. That's right. What, so I've been in church. Y'all been in church? Very few, but I've been in church. So I'm like, this is some weird. This is weird. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird. It what? just didn't feel like it had a singular purpose. You know right. what it was trying to accomplish. Let's take another break, Dave. No, and Ted, to your point a minute ago, all the things you were describing and earlier talking about sort of what I would call the razor's edge of our existence, all of the things you described. I remember sitting in in classes in college being taught by people who had said they believed in the theory of evolution. Now, they didn't say whether they were atheist or agnostic, but I assume they were because they believed in the theory of evolution. But when they, they were going into what you went into on steroids, they were even more amazing, incredible facts of the fragility of life yeah. on the planet. And they were saying it in a marvel, like, can you believe how lucky we are? Was kind of the projection. So huh. I'm sitting there listening the whole time, and I'm thinking, everything they're saying is strengthening my faith in a powerful, powerful way. Because the more things that they're talking about, how fragile everything is, the more it leads me to believe it had to have somebody that held it together. And they will say, just look at the way this thing works. Is it, is it a, is it a amazing thing? It's hard to believe on how we even. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, well, we were they think, were almost incredulous uh, about how amazing it was. I'm thinking, yeah, if you just would say there's a, somebody that, you know, created it. it they don't just... realize even, you know, we're thinking about doing a, a show where we go and hunt because I'm a treasure hunter, you know, and we're thinking about hunting for space rocks, you know, meteorites. So I've been researching these things and I'm amazed that in the writing that even people who don't believe in God, they'll say once these were caused to move and I'm like, well, who caused them to move? Because they're not, they're just once, once they were caused to move, like, and ha- they have no explanation <clears throat> on why these things are moving in space and moving quite rapidly, just like the earth. Yeah. And then when you look at the inside of them, <clears throat> there's no doubt they have a design and it's spectacular. That's why it they're worth there. a lot of money. So I'm like, so you have rocks that are moving throughout the galaxy. And you have no reason why they're moving, because if if there's no God, there's no one causing this to move. They just happen to be moving. And then when you actually look at them in detail, they have an artistic design that no artist designed because he's not there. And this is just one little thing in our galaxy is some rocks floating around, moving it high rates of speed. I mean, it just doesn't make sense if there's nobody behind it. Right. Some of those rocks Seems y'all are random. finding, especially the big ones. Not that we're finding. To yeah. say that we're, we may find. <laughs> you may find. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, Al, you come up on a rock, it's down up under the ground, you dig it up, and they say, this is some kind of meteorite. When that thing hit up there in Kansas, when that thing hit the ground, that that jarred things. Yeah, or Arizona, <laughs> all over the planet. Well, what are you talking about? I mean, in fact, they make movies I mean, about you, it now. You, you got some fire coming out of there. What? <clears throat> when that thing hit, if you'd have been standing around there, even remotely close to it, you're dead. But fortunately, 
for luckily, in quotation marks, we have a force field that catches them on fire and makes them tiny. Yep. By the time they get to the air. For the most part, they dissipate. We're always worried about that big event, you know. Well, right. But even now, if you were standing on it when it hit you, you literally would be vaporized. Oh, yeah. it's traveling at thousands of miles an hour. Right. And and by the way, just for— What you say, Al? Oh, how lucky we are. (laughs) The razor's edge. And so, of course, for full disclosure, Dad's a young Earth guy. I'm an old Earth guy. And just to show you, because there's been so much debate on that, it's like, well, you have to go one way or the other. We don't. We we have. Well, a I'm somewhere in between. Right. I think he made it old. Which is another view. <laughs> That's exactly right. I know. Isn't that guy. funny? We're all we're all three members of the same family, right. and we all have three different views. But even <laughs> having, but made, you made a good point. That that was part of my thinking. Why I say I think it's young. Even even I if, think even it's if all young, three of us, but he made it old. I think he made it ready for human humans to inhabit. So in the grand scheme. And just to explain it, the difference Dad was describing is actual 24-hour days during the creation days in Genesis 1. Old earth guys like me believe those were periods of time. In other words, to God, a day is a thousand years, a thousand years a day. So it wouldn't mean anything for him to put it in that context. So, But it doesn't matter because... They could be right. That could be spot on. And I have no issue with that because God can do whatever he wants to. <laughs> so if he decided yeah, to do it in 24, matter. it doesn't matter. There's some of these hard heads think. Well, you get into this thing like, right, you can't, you know, we can't accept that sometimes we view things a little bit differently, but it's okay. I mean, that's the whole point of the book of Corinthians has been about unity. <laughs> you can have different. Well, the biggest problem I have with being it, having it old and then applied like billions of years, you know, how, how, what people say which I'm thinking he made it where it was old so you'd have be you know could use the resources for humans that's that's what I was thinking but the problem I have with that is all of a sudden when you tie in that we came from animals and this process and but you're looking around and none of that's happening again no it was a one time phenomenon I, and they're like well we're constantly this is just the current state but it seemed like you would you would keep seeing the little bird grow up to the monkey. How long to, did it to take human. to get that much neck on a critter called a giraffe? Where where did he evolve from? What was the thing behind him? And because boy, whatever. Then some of them said, well, you know, they they couldn't reach the the, the fruit. Uh, they had a short neck. Oh yeah. And and, uh. and evolution just kind of their neck kept getting longer. But all I asked was real sim- a simple question: Where did where did a giraffe get that long neck? Right. I mean, what came well, before the giraffe? And and my neck's a lot longer than that one's neck. And right. you know, <laughs> I just well, I, and I, why I, I, believe, I think a giraffe you, came here. If with, you're an old earth guy, neck. you're not you're not an evolutionist, by the way. Just to yeah. clarify that. Because why did it stop? What what why did all of it stop? Yeah. Well, I'm look, not well, seeing it. He hadn't given enough time. I know that's what they but say. That's what you the need another billion say. years, and, and your question will be answered. That's what they say. Yeah, but that if you really meditate on that, that's the dumbest logic. I agree. Ever. That's you, kind you're, of where I you're am. literally asking me to believe something that takes way more faith than there was a God that made it. That's right. Correct. Just don't, it just and that we all agree. Let's take another break. Well, I wanted to say something because I think it fits in. When that 
last statement in verse 25 that I read, when he said God is really among you, if you just if you just look at the first three words, God is God is real. That's what we're trying to pronounce to the world in our assemblies, in our daily lives, at our jobs. What what we're trying to pronounce that God is real, and so I think in this context, at this church. He had already, I mean, just thrown them under the bus and brought up every problem they ever had. But then he brings up this love, and a lot of people in the world, they don't like 1 Corinthians 13 because they're like, well, that's the most passive thing because it's talking about all this love. And so it's all of a sudden like I'm just a a doorpost and just letting people walk all over me. You know, we, we find 1 Corinthians 13 awesome, but a lot of people in the world who don't believe in God they're like kind, patient. That these these are like weak viewed things that oh, yeah. should be ran over. Yeah. And so my point is though, what they're missing is he said that in the most confrontational letter to a church in the history of the world. So it doesn't mean that we're not confrontational. You just think, well, we love our kids, and so what do we do when they mess up? We confront them sternly. I mean, I've had more come to Jesus meetings with my kids than anybody else on the planet throughout <laughs> their upbringing. And so that's what I wanted, what I wanted to say. Why are we doing that? Because we believe God is real. If I didn't believe God was real, why would I care what my kid's doing on Saturday night? What would I care? I mean, it, it wouldn't matter. But since I believe he's real, and when we see character that is not lining up with who God is, or even in this thing, if our house was not portraying that God is real, or our church group that we're meeting with, when it was, if it's portraying anything that doesn't show that God is real, he's real and he's really among us, well, we need to make some changes. Yep. So I, that's just the point I want. I, I think we get so bogged down in, well, now what was the signs for and what does this prophecy mean? And, you know, can I speak in tongues now? And I think if you missed the bigger point was they were not showing the world that God was really among them. And by that, God, God didn't seem real. Well, y'all both uh, talked to people that couldn't understand English but you had an interpreter there, and you made it happen. Yeah. Right? Correct. But if I've had, I, I've had multiple interpreters because there were more than one language present yep. in a room. Yep. Well, so well, I had to I go, was, the well, next guy had to go, the next guy It would guy have been go. handy just if you got oh, it's, the bill. Hey, it's, it's, embar- hard to speak it's embarrassing when I was in the Ukraine that I talked about a few podcasts ago. I, I tried. Just like, come on, Lord, give it to me. Because it was— <laughs> I prayed for it, too. It would really have been useful. And I wouldn't have been shocked if he just said, here you go. Yeah. I mean, who was going to know about it? Right. here? Nobody. I wasn't going to say anything about it. <laughs> 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 I bet you would have said something. No. <laughs> the well, way you tell stories, Chase, you weren't sitting on that one if you'd have had the bill, if he'd have given you that. I'm saying I'd prepared in my mind in that moment if he would help me out and do this. Right. I just, I was going to keep it to myself. His question to you would have been, you, you, it's sufficient. 
they have their interpreter and you're reading along and your Bible's in English and the is in whatever the Ukraine speak. Well, it was more about discipleship because the couple, I had a couple that husband, wife, that young, that they were just, they became mentors, I guess, because I mean, in a discipleship, every, every word I spoke, they interpreted. Yep. We literally were just attached. Attached. It, I was the third wheel of their, yep, of right. their marriage. Because every th- time I said something, they had to interpret it. Yep. So can you imagine? I mean, they were oh. ready. Because all I did was share Jesus the whole time I was over there. They just over and over and over and over and over. And would teach class. And look, it's it's and that's it, all God wants you to do. It's hard for an interpreter because I remember when when I was in Dominican, we've been going hard. I mean, we're all day and like Jason. And so Ben Atkins, you know, my cousin in law, he speaks fluent Spanish. I mean, he's really good. So he was interpreting, but he's not Hispanic. So I mean, he had to learn it, and he's interpreting it, which is different, by the way, than someone you know. If, if someone who was Hispanic had learned English. It's a little different for them. They were more free-flowing in the other language. So Ben's been working all day. So we got here for the big night street deal. You know, we got the loudspeakers up. We got the, you know, several hundred people are there. I'm going into my thing, you know, but I'm getting to speak in my language. And I'm thinking in my mind. So Ben gets about about halfway through with me, and I look over at him. He just, he shut down on me. He just locked up, vapor locked. And I look over, and I was like, Ben, you all right? And he was just like, I, I, I just... I need a minute. <laughs> and I was like, and I felt so bad. The strain was more than he could It was. Remember. So then he kind of, you know, took a minute. And we. Fin- and then I thought, well, I better wrap this up, you know, because I've lost Ben. And so I wrapped it up, you know, with the gospel. And then afterwards, he was upset. You know, he was like, I'm so sorry I fasted. See, no, 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 all, all my kids know foreign languages. And then I have Karina, who we, you know, acquired. Well, she, she's from Nicaragua. I mean, so when I go you know, to a restaurant and I need some somebody speaking Spanish, I mean, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this is what, I mean, because you can even make amendments to your order. <laughs> That's right. But me trying to do Instead it. Instead of just hoping I'm just whatever like, you told them comes out right. No sour cream. <laughs> you know, they. <laughs> and why is it, if you say it louder and slower, do oh, you think I'm, they're going to get I'm it? I'm horrible. I'm like drawing a picture with my fingers, saying it slowly, and they're just like, no hable inglese, which is about the only phrase I know. I wanted to zero in on this. The secrets of his heart will be laid bare. I wanted to get All right, well, hold that. that. We'll save that for the overtime so we can get into that. And also get into, um, into we'll look back at just a little bit at uh, 13 and um, 12 and 11 to set us up for the whole thing at 14. We get there in the next podcast. It's a very controversial text, but it really doesn't have to be because it just goes in line with what we've been talking about the entire time. BlazeTV.com slash unashamed if you want to sign up uh, to be able to get the overtime segment. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.